Hello and welcome to the delayed and shorthanded sixth episode of the Fanville Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm joined by our co-host and producer, Evan. Say hi to the audience, Evan. Hello. And that's all we have. There's no Dakota today. He's not dead. Don't worry. He's okay. He's alive. He couldn't make it due to technical difficulties. Kind of, sort of, again. Kind of, sort of. It's just going to be a little bit more casual, just me and Evan talking, talking hockey. How you doing, Evan? I mean, it's been 10 days since we last saw each other. How you doing? We got postponed, just like the NHL. And then just add on top of it, there's only two of us. And like Tyler said, it's going to be more of a kind of a free-flowing, because now it's more of a conversation between two people, not really a group effort. But, I mean, something we have some things to look out for. I mean, this is our first 10-day episode. We've only normally done seven because we do week by week. And next week will be our first four-day episode. And we got our first for everything, our first postponement, our first two-man show, our first 10-day, first four-day. Our first three questions in a row by one person canceled. Oh, my God, man. Someone's got to keep a record book of us. We're all over the place. It's almost not all positive. And I could almost guarantee you there's going to be more. God. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Anyway, well, we were delayed because of weather in our local area. There was a nice little winter storm. Roads were horrible Tuesday morning, the day we record these, and I had to work Wednesday morning and Thursday morning, so here we are, Friday morning. Same feel, different day, though. It's kind of not the same feel, though. Yeah, there's only two of us here. And it's later in the day because we had technical difficulties earlier. It's very different. I'm not saying thank God it's Friday at all. I'm not saying TGIF. I'm kind of pissed off. (laughs) It's awkward. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like when when we normally record these, like obviously we're not professionals and like we're not used to having microphones in front of us unless it's something like an Xbox party, which is more like laid back. You're shitting around with everybody. Oh, my God. And speaking of, whenever Xbox is like, hey, do you want to like record a clip? Why can't it just include the audio of like what you're saying to your friend or buddy? They'd make them so much fun, but, but as you're saying, yeah, we we're not we're not pros at this. You have heard all of our experience with microphones. Congrats! Very six episodes, and the sixth one was delayed, and <laughs> yeah, it's a mess right now. Speaking of messes, let's look at the NHL. <laughs> They're all over the place too, and since ten gay or ten day recap, we got a ton of stuff to talk about. Let's look at the news. Patrick Marlowe, he played his 1,734th NHL game, taking sole possession of third place all-time. He passed Yarimir Yager. Next up is Mark Messier at 1,756. 22 games after that 1,734, he'll tie Messier. 23 games after that, he'll break Messier's record. I mean, Marlowe's kind of been a staple of someone you always think about when you think of the San Jose Sharks. Tons of games played for the Sharks. Some people forget that he got moved over to Toronto for a little bit there, and then now he's back. So just looking at it, I think the Sharks really wanted him back for just a sentimental kind of thing, and now he's breaking records with 
with the Sharks again. I'm going to go against one of your statements. I did not forget he was in Toronto. What I did forget was that he was in Pittsburgh. That's true. Yeah, you forgot it too. <laughs> I didn't forget it, but I was just... He's Mr. Shark. He's got to stay there. He's got to stay there. He's got to live there forever. I mean, with a name like that. Next up is Mark Messier. After that is Gordy Howe for all-time games played. He can do it. He will do it. Next up in the news, Ron Hextall. Ron Hextall likes the color orange, I think. But now he's wearing black and gold because he was hired as the new general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And him, along with Brian Burke, he was hired as the president of hockey operations of the Penguins as well. Hextall, 80s and 90s Philadelphia Flyers goaltender, one of the Flyers' all-time greats, one of the NHL's all-time greats. And he's with, like, the most hated team he's ever played against and he's running them that's just awkward you're with the rival stayed in the same state though he's still in pennsylvania that's like that's like patrick marlowe being the gm of los angeles or something ew <laughs> yeah yeah think of it like that ew goosebumps not not good ones that'd be cool to see marlowe as a general manager though yeah you just know you know he's full of hockey knowledge i don't know if he's full of business knowledge though Nah, just give it to him. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Peter Shirley had a job, so moving on. Columbus announced that uh, Mika Koivu uh, retired, retired mid-season. The 37-year-old recorded 206 goals, 505 assists. That's good enough for 711 points. Good old 711. And he did that all in 1,035 games played. He played 16 NHL seasons, 15 with Minnesota, and one with Columbus. Koivu was drafted by Minnesota in the first round, sixth overall in the 2001 NHL draft. Arizona announced they terminated their contract with assistant general manager Steve Sullivan. The Coyotes will not be filling their vacant assistant GM position this season. The Nashville-Dallas series and the Tampa Bay-Dallas series on the past 10 days were postponed on behalf of the mayor of Dallas, asking because of the power outages in the local area because the whole state of Texas just got just destroyed by that winter storm, pretty much. Every county is in a state of emergency, so good on the mayor to be like, hey, let's not have a whole arena taking up power when we have people in the next neighborhood with nothing. The reason why these were canceled in, in comparison to other teams probably wouldn't be canceled is like teams like North, like Canada, or even some of the northern teams up in like Minnesota and even like New York area and stuff like that, they, they, they prepare and like they have snow plows and stuff like that. Places like Dallas don't really have that because they don't get that that much and they got hit hard. Places like Texas just don't have that. Yeah, well, they don't need it because it doesn't happen. Like, they don't get snow. And then on top of that, they don't get hit hard with snow. They, they get an inch of snow a year. But you don't need a snow plow for they get an inch. that. That's a lot of money, though, going into a snow plow. And then Texas is huge. They get an inch of snow about every year. Yeah, Texas is huge, but. They got hit hard this year. And I just think it's not really a lack of preparation because you really don't have, you don't need the preparation but you know just once in the blue moon it happens and it gets so happened that dallas is playing home games they should have listened to all the all the people in texas being like we need snow plows yeah i want to i want to see the list of people who said that it's probably pretty small 
Well, it actually might be bigger now since they <laughs> they're having a hard time getting around. Pre twenty twenty one, I want to see that list. It's probably like like a little receipt paper. Whenever you buy a pack of gum, and that's it. It's like oh, that baby. It's pretty big now. It's looking like Santa's naughty list. It's looking like a CVS receipt. Oh, <laughs> oh God, those things take up three trees. They got it. Yeah, poor poor Dallas, and in general. Texas. So hope hoping everyone is safe there. Hoping you're all staying warm, are able to stay warm, able to find your groceries. I saw one social media post the line for a grocery store was stupid. And it's like either it's like okay, you have to get like one thing from this grocery store or pretty much everyone's standing in line for nothing. Well, I mean everyone's freaking out cuz like like we said before Dallas doesn't have this. They're all freaking out. They don't know how long they're going to be at home. I saw one video of a worker that worked at Walmart, and, like, obviously no shipments are coming in. Everyone's taking everything from the shelves. All the back warehouses and stuff like that are empty. It just looks like a ghost town. If you're from Dallas, things just have to look shitty. Your team went to a cup final. You lost to to the Tampa Bay Lightning during the COVID era. You get hit with the global pandemic. Your team... The NHL is miraculously like, okay, let's let's play playoffs. Your team goes to the final, lose, and there's still there's still a global pandemic. But then your team is like, hey, we're gonna play regular season. We can have fans, season ticket holders only. That's fine. But then you get hit by a huge snowstorm in the middle of a pandemic. It just seems like such a shitty time to be a Dallas person. And you weren't even prepared. You weren't prepared for it. Or I guess just a Texas. You weren't prepared for none of it. <laughs> Or I guess just a Texas person in general. That's enough about Texas, I guess. Yeah, we're kind of weeping on them. Everyone there is, is safe. In more positive news, Connor McDavid became the eighth fastest player in NHL history to reach 500 points. He tied Sidney Crosby with those two being able to hit the 500-point mark in 369 games played. And in the same game, Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, he recorded his 600th win in the game against Winnipeg, Dave Tippett becomes the 21st NHL head coach to win 600 games. NHL players across the league will honor Willie O'Ree by wearing custom Bauer skates. They started it a couple days ago, and they'll be wearing it throughout however long. But it's a nice little touch because there was supposed to be a ceremony yesterday, the 18th, but it was postponed to next year. The NHL asked the Boston Bruins to postpone the Willie O'Ree number honoring ceremony to next year, February 18th, 2022, which would be 64 years after O'Ree's NHL debut. The NHL is intending to have the ceremony to be witnessed by fans just to heighten the overall experience for the franchise, the league, the fans involved, and especially Willie O'Ree and, and the, the black community, really. So they want that to be cherished by people with people. Great move by the NHL to, and the Boston Bruins to agree to it, to, to move it back. I did think it was kind of odd when they came out with it saying that we're going to do it in a year where we have no fans kind of thing. And the first thing I thought was like what Tyler said, and why wouldn't you want to have like fans there to cherish it and experience it? NHL corrected themselves in Boston 
agreed to it, and they moved it back a year. Totally fine. We still know it's happening just 365 days later. The past 365 days have felt like 3,000 days, pretty much. The past year has been crazy, so this next year still be kind of crazy, but can't be as crazy. Can it be? Something to look forward to. Hopefully in hindsight, it's like, yeah, that was, that was something to look out for. How do you feel about the overall look of the 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 custom skates by Bauer? They look really, really good. Whenever I heard that they're wearing skates to honor him, I didn't know they would have like an image of Ori on the skate. And if you told me that, I'd be like, oh, don't do that. It might look odd because just the curvature, the way skates are, just that that canvas is kind of warped and being able to show an image of a person it looked distorted it's kind of hit or miss but they they hit it right on the mark it looks good i like it they're they're great and they're going to be auctioned off whenever the players are you know not not wearing them anymore they're only going to be worn a, a few times but they'll be auctioned off all the money will go to charity it's for a good cause and they look they look good I like them. How about do you, do you like them? Like the whole meaning behind it, I like that. I think we need more of that. The only thing I didn't like about the skates were, oh, I guess, like the filter they kind of put on it. It looks more of like a like someone painted it instead of like the. You know what I mean? I I like that look though. I mean, you don't want a realistic like an actual just photocopy photo of Ori on there. No, that'd be weird. I'm just saying. Like the colors, so they they use like a brownie color, then they use like a brownie tan, like a yellow. It looks vintage and old school. I like that. That's true. I don't. I really don't have a picture in my head of what I would have expected it to look like, but that gets kind of surprised. It looks like it looks like someone painted him, which I think is cool looking, but on a skate it looks a little odd. And then I've I've seen some backlash online of certain players not doing it. Only Bauer athletes are able to wear these because they have a contract with Bauer. So if your player in question is a CCM, Warrior, so on and so forth, athlete, those companies didn't do this. Doesn't mean they're against it. They just didn't think of it. Well, yeah, they, they didn't think of it because, you know, the brand isn't doing it. It's like, oh, Bauer did that? That's cool. Hey, CCM, you're slacking. I, I like the design. I like how it looks with the, the brown and the cream. I like that old school look because he played in an, an old era. You know how like the NHL does like the cancer jerseys, camo jerseys, but they only wear them in the warm up. Are these only warm up? Because I know Kane, Patrick Kane, wore them during warm up because they were showing it on the NBC broadcast. But then during the game, he didn't wear them. But then Evander Kane also wore them during the warm up. But I didn't. I'm not sure if he wore them during the game either. So is it only a because if you're looking at it from a player's persper- like perspective, you have like your gear that you like, and now you've decided to do an honorary thing by wearing them, but they might not feel right. Because you don't want it to affect the player's ability. I can't answer that with, with certainty, and I won't answer it. I don't know if it is a pregame only or just an all-around option. I don't think it really matters, as long as you know the players are out there supporting it they're okay with it I, I understand hey you have your own skates you're you built it you broke them in these new skate new skates are a bitch i mean they're 
just just objectively skates in general new skates suck but after a few skates you know it's fine if they were to wear them in a game i would expect players to be wearing these like non-stop and like practices and all that so but we need to move on here we we got a big episode yeah 10 days long worth so there, there was some COVID 19 news uh the flyers and capitals and the rangers flyers series were postponed because the flyers had an outbreak uh the rangers did end up playing the flyers yesterday yesterday is thursday to us the rangers wanted a shootout but the flyers did miss a few games due to covid and there are new covid protocols introduced they're all in the nhl covid protocol procedures if you're wondering what they are uh, it's all it's all out there uh notable injuries from the past 10 days zach cassian of the edmonton oilers he's out week to week with a lower body injury Nashville's Matias Ekholm, he's out week to week with a lower body injury too. NHL teams like to be mysterious. Just be like, lower body injury. Like, oh, that could be like a toe, that could be a hip, that could be a groin, that could be a, a knee. Nope, just a lower body injury. But Tampa with Anthony Sorelli, he's out week to week. Tampa just said, undisclosed. Tell, just tell us what it is. No, undisclosed. Okay. We, it's, is it the whole body? What is it? He's in a full body cast. He's looking like that character from SpongeBob with glass bones and paper skin. So bad, Tampa couldn't even say. Like, ah, uh, it's it's undisclosed. They're like making it a guessing game. They're like lower body. We'll give you 50% of the answer you're looking for. Not even. <laughs> 50% of the body. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, Cassian. Yeah, well, you know, we'll give you waist down somewhere down there it's Stu- stupid i mean i i get it you don't want to you you don't want other nhl teams knowing so that they can like potentially target that area but as a fan which is what i am i'm not an nhl team i'm not a player as a fan can you let me know i know some players have it in their contract to say if they're hurt with whatever it is to just say undisclosed i know those are like more like name big name players that you know like i know mark andre fleury is one of them like every time he gets hurt we have no timetable no reasoning it's like oh yeah, he'll be back eventually and then one day it's like oh flowers at practice just letting you guys know i wonder if they were, read the terms and conditions or do they just accept it yeah or, they, on? or is it like the the itunes thing where it's like Oh, you got another update. It's like, oh, nah, just do it for me. It's like it's like that South Park episode, the really fucked up one, where Kyle just accepts it because you know everyone just accepts it. But the joke is that everyone reads it, <laughs> and Kyle gets into some really shady, shady shit. So NHL players, are you reading your contracts? Like, oh, you can tell them what what I have. No, you signed it. You didn't you didn't read it. I wonder what percentage of actual players this could go for any sport. Or anyone signing a contract to be honest with you. I wonder how many people actually read them. Because you know like they have Agents. People. They have people. Yeah. They have agents and all that. I wonder how many people or players actually read the contract and they just don't let the the agent do all the work. 
I feel like that'd be an interesting number, like a percentage. I feel like that's happened. Wasn't there one? That I feel like there was one player recently where something happened, and they were like, "Oh, I didn't read the contract." It's like, what do you? I think it was with the the owners actually, either the owners or the mm, GMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It, I have no clue it, who it was. Though. It just happened. No, it was like it was like a lot of the GMs or owners of the NHL. It might it may have done something to do with like the CBA. I don't know. It was something in the off season, and they were all disappointed about this, but. It was like, hey, you signed this contract. It said it in there. It's like, oh, I didn't read it. It's like, well, tch. rookie mistake. Yeah, rookie mistake by like a lot of people. Tch, fucking dip asses. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, I wonder how many. It's it, it's just a fun little thing. We'll never know how many athletes have signed a contract reading it fully or just like, yeah, I'll just sign it. I see a number. Speaking of contracts, we got one guy. Signing tons of contracts with different teams. Well, not signing. Nah, he's not signing. He's just moving around. Yeah, his his contract's just moving around. And who might that be? I don't know. I something that rhymes with Alex Galfunt. I don't. I don't think that rhymes. I I, I choked <laughs> it. I didn't know what to say. Yeah, that was a fastball outside. Yeah. <laughs> Ottawa Senators. They acquired Ryan Dezingle from Carolina in exchange for Alex Galchenyuk and Cedric Paquette, and then. Not too long after, the Toronto Maple Leafs acquired Alex Galchenyuk from the Hurricanes for David Warsawski and Igor Korshkov. So, Galchenyuk is on the move here and there. Yes, that is the same guy. Yeah, that's the same guy. <laughs> it's not his brother. Not his twin. It's, it's, it's Alex. We had one suspension the past 10 days, or at least one notable one. Johan Larson suspended two games for his illegal check to the head on Blues forward Zach Sanford. Moving on to waivers, notable waivers, just for the meme of it, for the heck of it. Louis Erickson, Vancouver, he was put on waivers. James Neal on the Edmonton Oilers, he was put on waivers too. Uncle Leo Komarov of the New York Islanders, he was put on waivers too. Carolina's own Alex Galchenyuk was put on waivers. The three-day... Not even. Carolina Hurricane. He's everywhere, dude. Danny DeKaiser for the Red Wings. Waivers. Paul Byron. He was put on waivers. They were all unclaimed, so they all came back to their teams. Uh, However, Eric Comrie from the New Jersey Devils, he was put on waivers, but Winnipeg did claim him. So the notable waivers of the past 10 days. Let's look at games of the past 10 days. I'm not going to mention every single day because it's a lot and there were just some days that didn't really have that great of games so let's go with the the actual good games Tuesday the 9th Vegas Golden Knights versus the Anaheim Ducks Vegas won this game 5 to 4 the third period is what made this the game of the day if if Anaheim didn't have that third period comeback this whole day would be deleted I wouldn't care for it Nothing else happened that day. But Anaheim, they were down 4-1 to in the third. They tied it 4-4, to but Vegas scored to win the game 5-4 to in regulation. Wednesday the 10th, the Boston Bruins were up against the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden. Boston won this game 3-2 to in overtime. This game was back and forth, chippy as hell, multiple fights, and we almost saw the stuff of legend. I mean, we all know Patrick Stefan 
with the Dallas Stars back in the mid 2000s flubbing an empty net goal. He he had a breakaway on an empty net and he just the puck just bounced on him out of nowhere and then what do you know Edmonton grabs the puck right away and scores with like a second left in the game to tie it. Tuka Rask this dude he was pissed off at the second goal by the Rangers. He thought it was high sticked. It was hit by a stick above the crossbar, but it was put in by a player whose stick was below the crossbar. He didn't see that second part, so he was initially pissed. But he thought the game was 2-1 to one at that point for the Rangers, when in fact the Rangers tied it at two apiece. So Tukaresk is thinking, you know, hey, it's the third period. It's a minute left. Why isn't Cassidy calling me? Yeah, why isn't Cassidy calling me? Because I'm thinking, I'm I'm too harassed. I'm thinking we're down two to one. My Boston Bruins are down two to one. And he's looking over at the bench. He's like, why not? Well, fuck it. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. We're down. I got to go. And then everyone on the Bruins bench is just screaming, including the coaches, including Cassidy, the guy Rask was looking out for. Is he going to get back to the fucking bench it's tied it's tied it's tied he's like what oh uh, let me get back let me get back if the rangers i i was watching this game live i was shocked i thought rangers took a penalty because that's normally what happens when a goalie leaves the net in a in a tie game the broadcasters are like where's where's tuka going i'm like what do you mean what do you mean where is he going is there not oh my god oh my god rangers get it and the Rangers didn't get it. If the Rangers got it, this would be on the bloopers and the highlights for decades. Decades. Undoubtedly. My favorite part of the whole entire situation, besides the actual him messing up and him laughing at himself, is the press game or the post game comments that he made and it'd been it was it would have been different if he would have let it in, but he was having a good time with himself, laughing at himself and he's like, Yeah, I guess I'll skate over to the bench and Yarrow told me uh, it's 2-2, two, two, bud. It's like, I don't think Yar was the only one telling you. You could clearly hear on the broadcast someone yell, it's 2-2. Two two. And it was there. <laughs> yeah, you it's tied. It's tied. Get back to the fucking net. <laughs> like, oh, God. No, just, no, 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 no. Just just take your time. And and the thing was, he, he went back to the, the net. He It looked like he took his time, but everyone was like, oh, he was scrambling back through traffic. It's like, he kind of looked like he was out for like a public skate. <laughs> Just giving back to his name. He's like, oh, <laughs> well, my team has it. It's like, dude, I'd be rushing back there if I were you. Well, the Boston players that knew what the score was on the ice, they were playing keep away, and they were basically standing behind the net. And they, they were in front of the net, and there was a Ranger player being a little forechecking. Yeah, being a little feisty with the forecheck. I mean, wouldn't you? Empty net 2-2 game. If I was that one player forechecking, I would look back at all the other five players like, uh, come on, let's let's ambush these guys. Like, I don't care. I don't care if you left three guys behind you. It's an empty net. I'll take the chance. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so that was, that was fun. Tuesday the 11th, the Penguins and the Islanders played. Pittsburgh won this game 4-3 in a shootout. Fancy goals galore by the Islanders. By the Islanders. I mean, Barzell had one of the best goals, best best one-on-one goals you'll see this season. 
there was another player for the Islanders. I forgot who, but he scored a really good goal too. But Pittsburgh tied the game late in the game thanks to Evgeny Malkin. And they won in the shootout thanks to Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby. And people were like, oh, imagine Sidney Crosby with with Patrick Kane hands. I mean, that's what happened in the shootout. It's like, no, that's that's Sidney Crosby being Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby doesn't stoop down to Patrick Kane, all right? And Patrick Kane's really good. For, for you to go from Crosby to Kane, you're stooping down. I don't care what you say. Kane is good. Kane is elite. Patrick Kane, that is. Not Evander. That'd be a big stoop down. Totally different style of play. Yeah. But... <laughs> and he probably has a better bank account. Just, you just had to throw that in there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure every player has a better bank account. God, that's I have a better bank account. <laughs> Jesus. Or managing it, at least. God. Anyway, yeah, Crosby with a pretty sweet move in the shootout to win it. Sunday the 14th, Colorado and Vegas played. Vegas won this game one nothing. It's just a goaltending battle. Flurry collected his second shutout of the season, and Grubauer outperformed all the Avalanche players. Normally that doesn't happen, but hey, if you're if you're a team, you you're you want to be like, hey, I want my goalie to be the best player. But then it's like I I want someone else to be a, a good player too. <laughs> Colorado didn't get that. I want someone to score a goal. Yeah. Ne- never blame a goalie on a one nothing loss. One nothing loss, you look right at the forwards, like where the fuck were you? But like we said last week, I mean Colorado's been hit hard with injury, and they're slowly getting people back. But I mean, still, I mean, Grubauer put him in that game as much as he could. I mean, there's nothing else he could have do. I mean, the one goal that he did let in from Pacioretty was kind of a a weaker one. Doesn't matter. You you're bound to let up a goal in a game. It's fine. You're not expected. No, no one should ever go into a game expecting a shutout. And no one should really expect going into a game that you only that your goalie only lets up one goal. You have to be prepared for just a battle. You want you have to outscore the other team. You have to defend too, but hey, you have to outscore them. So Grubauer did all he could. I don't I don't care if it was a weak goal or whatever. Where where's his where where are his forwards at? I mean McKinnon played. I know McKinnon doesn't have the people around him right now, but Hey, it's Nathan McKinnon. If he's going to be the best, he can create something for himself. But then you look at who's in net, and it's like, oh, yeah, Fleury's pretty good. He's been locked down this season. That was a good game. Monday the 15th, 5-1. I said 5-1 five times. That's as many goals Ottawa scored when... The score was 5-1 to one for Toronto. Ottawa won the game 6-5 to five in overtime. This is the game of the past 10 days. It would have been the game of the week because it fell within the normal time frame for us. This was the game of the past 10 days, undoubtedly, for me. I mean, it's just, it's just a Toronto Maple Leaf moment, straight up. It's top five, one of the biggest blown leads you have led up in recent history. I mean, you have... Bruins in 2013, Bruins in 2018, you know, both game sevens, higher stakes. They're not quite like, you know, regular season Ottawa, but then you have David Ayers. It's not a blown lead, but it's still an embarrassing loss. You lost to St. Louis 
granted, early 2000s is like the year 2000. A 5 nothing lead. You lose 6-5. Yikes. And then this one. Up 5-1 against a really, really not-so-good Ottawa team, and you lose 6-5. All thanks to Toronto's daddy, Evgeny Dadunov. He tied the game, he stopped a goal in overtime, and then he scored a goal in overtime. That that was just immediate game of the day, immediate game of the week. This is literally the best team in the NHL, points-wise, versus the worst team in the NHL, points-wise. And you just got handed an overtime loss that should have never even sniffed overtime to the worst team. But I liked Ottawa mentality. You know, we're down four goals. Why not? Kind of attitude is kind of what you're getting from them. And, you know, they only have a couple wins. Instead, they're not, they weren't expected to do much. People are kind of hyping them up a little bit, trying to get them going. The games that they've won, two of them have been against the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have the best record in the North and the best record in the NHL as we speak. So that says something. And then what amazing play by Dadunov. Just his goalie was out of it. He goes down to the one knee, blocks a shot, gets up, goes down, or skates his ass off to their end, break away, and scores. Amazing play. I love that. He probably shouldn't be. I mean, he was in the position to block the shot, but that shot shouldn't have been shot. It should have been passed to the wide-open Austin Matthews. The wide-open leading goal scorer in the NHL, Austin Matthews. He was on a stupid point streak right now. That's what you get for not passing to a guy wide-open. I mean, it's what happens. One one moment you're looking good, the other moment you're going to the locker room with your head down. It sucks, but you know, Toronto got their 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 wins back. They won the next two games versus Ottawa, but this is just it's the same story sort of thing. It's like the Leafs are just projected as a great offensive team, and they're finally kind of proving it this season. And yet they still have these flubs. They still just fumble it. It's like, why? How? Just why? And they had all their normal rostered players. Like Anderson was playing goal. Joe Thornton came back. Yeah, your top line was clicking. And then they kind of were like, oh, you know, we're up 5-1. Five, five we can probably sit back and relax at Ottawa. It's all mentality. That's what the sports world is, is mentality. I mean, it is skill. To a degree, because if you look at a team like Ottawa, it's like, yeah, they, they're they outskilled. They probably shouldn't win, but Ottawa won. Ottawa won this game. It's really just mentality. You saw it with Columbus and Tampa a few years ago. Columbus swept Tampa. Should not have happened, but it did. There, There is a mentality block. There, there's, there's something mentally wrong with the Toronto Maple Leafs team. I'm not. I almost want to say franchise. Yeah, this Toronto doing Toronto things again. Wednesday the seventeenth, Chicago Blackhawks versus Detroit Red Wings. Chicago won this game two to nothing. Lincoln steps up again as usual for Chicago, and Kucherov or Kurashev, not Kucherov. Kucherov is a fictional character. Kucherov is injured. 
Kurashev is a guy who scored a beautiful goal. He just did it all himself. Wearing number 23 on Michael Jordan's birthday. It's a good game. Lincoln, he looked really good, except for one moment in this game. But his team bailed him out big time. He was about the only spectator in a spectatorless crowd. He got the shutout. First first career shutout. Congrats, Lincoln. We, we spoke about, uh, we, we talk about rookies, our last episode. We focused all on skaters, and that was kind of silly on us. We didn't look at defensemen, there's, but there's not really big rookie defensemen out there right now. Nothing too noticeable. This goalie, Lincoln, he's my Calder favorite right now. Wouldn't be a bad option as of now. My only counter argument to that would be Krill the Thrill has kind of been sitting in Minnesota because they've had COVID problems, so they've had some games postponed. He's missed some games because of it, so Minnesota has less games played, so he still has time to make up for what he's lost, and he came out of the gate really fast. If you're looking for an immediate impact, to me that's a tie because Kaprizov came in and was scoring goals, getting needed assists, and, like, big-time moments. And he was there since day one. Lankin, and I kind of feel or I kind of feel that he fell into that spot, as most rookie goalies do, because no one wants, wants to purposely throw out a rookie goalie if you're a coach. But he kind of stepped in halfway through their struggles, and, like, Tyler mentioned last week we talked about rookies a couple weeks before that I mean he wasn't even in the league and we were talking about troubles in Chicago because their goaltenders couldn't buy a save now the opposing team can't buy a goal according to Detroit even though the net was basically empty on the play that you mentioned where Lincoln was almost a spectator I mean he was over in the pie slice and Detroit had a sh- had a shot at an empty net, and you got, I mean, half of the Chicago bench was in the crease trying to. Well, I mean, you know, like when you have a rookie goalie, you're trying to play good in front of him. When you have a rookie goalie with a shutout going, oh my god, balls to the wall, and that's what they did. I did like that or seeing that from Chicago, and you know, Chicago, like I said before, like we mentioned that. Oh, is there trouble in Chicago? I mean... There was. (laughs) There was trouble in Chicago. The guy who solved that is Lincoln. So, I mean, I think you have a good argument. Obviously, it's going to depend on how the rest of the season goes. But I I like what I see. Kaprizov, yeah, as you said, came out of the gate flying, but he hasn't really done too much since the first couple weeks. And there were postponements, but still, as as of right now, Lincoln is my leader i'm not saying he's going to win it but right now this moment this moment right now lincoln yeah i could see that i mean i I just think kaprizov kind of fell off got out of his groove because of the postponements i think you need to give and take a little bit on the he needs to get back to what he was even if lincoln wasn't a goalie i mean he's he's out he's outscoring lafreniere that's true he has two points lafreniere has one he's kind of been a disappointment to be honest so far, I mean, I, obviously, I know he's going to grow into a good player, or so they say. Yeah, he just has that one overtime goal. That's it. And he's the first first overall 
pick to score his first NHL goal in over, uh, in overtime, and that's that's all he has right now. He needs to go to the AHL and develop, I think. It seems like the Rangers coaching staff or whoever it may be, it seems like they don't really trust him too much. Because like, he's not on the power play. He's not out there in like the big minutes, and he's not playing on a top line. I think the Rangers pushing for that playoff spot late last season before COVID and the fact that they made it due to the expanded playoffs, I think the Rangers are thinking that they are better than what they really are as far as head coaches and, you know, head front office and all that. And the players, you know, they they believe in their team. They trust each other. I think they're viewing the organization as viewing themselves as, hey, we can, we can make playoffs. Well, possibly not in that division. And they were, if they were in their normal division, they might. But, I mean, this is also the team that they obviously have problems off the ice, too, because with the whole Tony D'Angelo thing. I don't think that was a team thing. I think that was just a player thing where it was just a problem across the players. But since he's left, things haven't been nearly as bad for the Rangers. I mean, they they look a little bit more loose. They look a little bit more energized a little bit more refreshed so I think that was just more of a player problem not a locker room problem yeah but it could still affect things it does it does but I mean you have to go through these hardships kind of and once you get through it it's like hey it's over we can heal from it you can't you can't let that one thing take you down I mean if you're experiencing it if you're going through it it's it's hard to Put a smile on your face, but whenever it's gone, it's like, all right, all right, that, that's good. So those were the games of the past 10 days. There was a highlight from last night, just a funny thing. Me and Evan were laughing. We were watching games on Xbox, and Nashville versus Columbus. The linesman drops the puck, and there's a one-on-one battle between a Nashville player and a Columbus player. And the linesman's kind of on the wrong side of it. He's he's trying to get out of the way, but he can't go through the players, and he doesn't know which way to go around. So he's just kind of stuck in no man's land. And Max Domi rifles a missile, and it goes in. Me and Evan didn't suspect it too much from it because the linesman was kind of initially the linesman was behind the two players battling in front of the net. So we didn't we were, we were kind of screened by the two players. But whenever a ref said on his microphone that there's going to be a review to see whether it went directly off a linesman or not, we kind of sat forward like, what? How did that happen? I thought it was like a direct shot in. And the replay is just showing this linesman screening the fuck out of Sorrows. I mean, it's textbook. It's the most perfect screen ever. So perfect that they had to go into review to see if he deflected it. <laughs> it's, it he doesn't have a stick or anything. It's, it's his body. It's the perfect screen. There's no conclusive evidence. They didn't say it was inconclusive, but they just said calling on the ice stands as a goal. And, God, that's got to be tough if you're Nashville. I mean, you're trying to battle a team. And then the, there, there's a saying, I'm trying to battle two teams, the team I'm against and the refs. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm literally trying to play against the refs now. Thanks for screening my fucking 
goalie, dude. Like, like if you're Saros, you're like, where? Hey, you're not. Hey, what? What the fuck? I'd be so mad if it, like how Tyler said, it wasn't conclusive if it was, if it hit off him or not. But like Columbus has been in some weird stuff with, like just with refs or linesmen. They had the offsides with Carolina that they messed up, and then they tried to fix. And then this week we got linesmen screening the opposing goalie, which was a bullet by Domi. And we were like, when he scored, we're like, Jesus Christ, that was a snipe. It's like, no, he was screened hard, and <laughs> he he never saw that coming. Well, it was still a snipe. Even, even the broadcaster was like, wow, he let that one fly. I was like, yeah, he did. <laughs> it was awesome. And then the replay was just even more awesome. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> the, the linesman screened the goalie. Like, what? <laughs> You you never see that, ever. We were joking around after it happened. <laughs> we were saying like, you know, yeah, that linesman's probably he's probably done like a thousand games, and he's probably called you know like five thousand offsides and stuff like that, and he has a goal. <laughs> it's kind of weird, and we weren't even watching that game. I like we were just kind of flipping through because you know all the games got started at the exact same time, and at six, and it's like we were looking at it and we, I was just kind of flipping through and I noticed that Columbus was wearing their home jersey and then Nashville was wearing their reverse retro which is technically a home jersey so it was home and home versus home jersey wise you know it's just you don't see that a lot so us being jersey guys you know we got to sw- turn to that and then two minutes in we get Domi scoring on a screenshot by the linesman just you get, just when you thought Tuka Rask was the blooper of the week Oh, the the refs, the linesmen got to take it. Like I I don't think of it initially as something that could be legend legendary, but it may be one of the biggest like officiating bloopers of the season. I mean, we're only twenty five percent through the season. This might be like the number one blooper. Well, I mean, the only other bloopers you're gonna get from refs or officials. It's just going to be them, like, falling down or getting hit with pucks and stuff like that. I mean, every once in a while, you get the one where, like, they shoot the puck in and it hits off the ref and it gets directed on goal. That happens every once in a while. And you know that's got to hurt. If it, even if, like, the Domi one would have hit. I mean, the refs do wear some protection, obviously. I mean, it's a, you're on ice and skates and stuff like that. But it's like, I mean, they're not wearing, like, goalie gear, player gear. I mean, if, he, if that would have hit him, like, on – like the side of his hip or something like that. You know. He might be peeing blood <laughs> for a little bit. So that that was that was that was another highlight of the week. That was that was funny. Sorry, sorry, Nashville. They got shut out that game, of course. So it's like they they couldn't catch a break. So sorry, sorry, Nashville. Just that play in general. How many times have you seen a ref screen a a goalie? Zero times. Exactly. I've played hockey as a goalie for many years, and a ref has never been close, except for like at like not during a like play. And you're playing non-professional, and this is a professional game. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Like even like when I was playing like college stuff, like the refs were fairly good at staying away. Staying away. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, they kind of get into tough situation they might get hit by a puck or they might get hit by a player it, it sucks every once in a while they get kind of sandwiched it, but it happens they never get they're never 
shot blocking or <laughs> tipping. <laughs> they never, they never, they never get the goalie interference calls. Or <laughs> they never get their your at their ass in your face or anything like that. Okay. No, they're really not a pain. <laughs> they shouldn't be. <laughs> so matchups of the past ten days: Ottawa and Toronto, solely based on that that one game. But game two was Toronto won two to one, so it's still a good game, good close game. So two good games. There was a third game. Toronto finally executed on the five to one lead. Ottawa did make it make it five to two, but Toronto did learn, thankfully, and, and thankfully it wasn't too late. Thank, thankfully, they didn't blow a five one lead in like a game seven. I'm not gonna knock on wood because I kind of want to see it happen. <laughs> uh, please change, but don't change. <laughs> or, or if you're a Leafs fan, they'd be like never change, but please do. <laughs> Uh, another good series, Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning. They didn't, they weren't featured in a game of the day, but the series overall was really good. Battle of Florida was actually won by Florida this time instead of Tampa, and they were high-scoring games all around, just, just great entertainment. And then the other matchup from the past ten days, Calgary and Vancouver, a four-game series split between the, the two. Vancouver edged out. Calgary in terms of points in the standings because Vancouver was able to force overtime in one game, but it was a good, good series. Good, you know, it's long. I like long series like the Arizona and Blues. That was fun. Dakota didn't like it. I mean, he he told us he was like I I I was sick of seeing Arizona Blues nonstop. It's like yeah, I, I I get it, but I mean, you only see it one more time. He's a playoff hater. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like seven game series. He likes sweeps for some reason. Quick and easy. Yeah, he, he predicted Columbus to sweep Tampa, and we all laughed at him. He had the last laugh for like a little bit because that was the first series to end. But then, whenever the first round ended in the twenty nineteen, we all had the last laugh because that was the only playoff series he got right. So, yeah, that was. I don't know. <laughs> ah, good fun with Dakota. <laughs> Even though he's not here. No, we're having fun, though. Yeah, we, yeah we're having fun. If I could s- stay the day here, I'd drink some Pink Whitney with you, but can't. Matchups to look out for. We're only going to look at for the next four days because we want to get back to a regular Tuesday morning recording schedule. So we're going to only look for the next four days. Today is Friday the 19th, so... Colorado and Vegas, they play outdoors tomorrow for us right now. They take center stage at Lake Tahoe, and they also meet up again Monday the 22nd. And then also look out for Boston and Philadelphia at Lake Tahoe as well this weekend. And then, the last matchup to look out for this next four days, the bloodbath. Fight night. Pay-per-view. You will want to miss this. Back to back. Do you feel it? Edmonton Oilers, it's in the air, versus, it's electric, the Calgary Flames, the Battle of Alberta, part two, and three. <laughs> yeah, that's the back-to-back part. Yeah. Back- we, don't get, we don't get this kind of chemistry with Dakota. <laughs> no. No, that'd be, that'd be hard to do with three people. But back-to-back games, Friday and Saturday, between these two fierce rivals, you can't go wrong with these two. Ten goals in the first game. On pace to 100. I am so sad Cassian is out. He might come back. He better. just He's out week to week, but he, he can heal up. 
Come back for those two days. If, okay. he, if he hears any bad mouth of him, Kachuk, he's he like, hey, put me in, coach. <laughs> put me in. I'll just sit in the penalty box. You know, I don't just just play with the 17 skaters. <laughs> Battle of Alberta. Look out for that. In case you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> the intensity was real. Moving on to the quick six from last week, and we're only going to count from like our normal time. Yeah, the projected week, the the normal time frame. We're not going to pa- count the past three days or whatever. So the past three days of games, they just they just got lost into the void. They vanished away. They don't count. Black hole. They don't count. Not one bit at all. It never happened. I don't even know what you do. I was blacked out. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, my my roads just closed. <laughs> <laughs> the snow piled up. Yeah, I had to dig out my car yesterday so I could get here today. That took an hour. I shoveled the driveway the day before it snowed because it snowed the pre- the previous day, and then afterwards I sh- uh, snuffled or shoveled, <laughs> snuffled. <laughs> yeah, snuffled the the snow again, and then the day the day after I once again I shoveled, and it's like endless, endless. Just just wait till it doesn't snow again. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're going anywhere. Well, it would do like the it'd snow for like four or five hours, and then it would have that pause. Yeah, my God, my at first my hands were like freezing because I don't have gloves, but then then they just got numb. I was like, okay, that's fine. You got gloves in your hockey bag? Yeah, they they got holes in them though. Oh, yeah, I need, I get those palms redone. Yeah, that's we a, got a guy for that. Yeah, that's about twenty bucks. I gotta do that soon. <laughs> anyway, uh, my car hasn't moved in a long time. Has not moved. <laughs> there are icicles all over it. Anyway, quick six. Let's look at the last time we met our questions. My first question, will the leading goal scorer of the week be a player from the North Division? Correct answer was yes. There was a four-way tie, but two of the players were from the North Division, which were Ehlers and Dadanov. So the winners were all of us. We all got that. My second question, will we see a team put over 50 shots on net in a single game? Correct answer was no. I was kind of banking off hope. I just, it's going to happen one of these days, one of these weeks, but, you know, I figured why not ask it right now. The winners were Evan and Dakota, shockingly. Surprisingly enough, those, the 50 shots got, there was a couple games that got pretty close. A couple games got to 46. Dang it. I was like, those, when we went back through and answered these on our normal time frame, I was like, oh man, there were some close calls there on that one so since dakota is absent today i'll be reading his questions and answers as long or as well as mine so his first one tyler has already mentioned it three weeks in a row dakota has had a question canceled or postponed or some type of variant and this week uh has not That's not jank. He still has one question that was failed to be answered. In fact, it got so bad, he got postponed himself. <laughs> <laughs> so Dakota's first question is the one that we're talking about here, and it's will Braden Hopi have above a 3.75 goals against average for the overall season by the end of the week? And you may be thinking, how does that get canceled? Vancouver played. Well, Vancouver did. But Braden Hopi didn't, so he still has the exact same goals against. So we're just gonna, we just gotta cancel it. 
So the king daddy topper of it all is since we had this extra couple days here, Vancouver did play and Vancouver did play Hopi, but on fantasy, Dakota has Hopi and he didn't take him off the bench. His whole bench was full of players playing and his whole starting lineup was players not playing. I was like, oh, you. I texted him while he was at work. Or I texted him in a group chat. I was like, oh, someone with the name that rhymes with Lakota didn't put in their players in fantasy. And he just texts back like five minutes later. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, the one time Hope he finally does good, like gets a win and everything. Like, his safe percentage is always pretty, it's, it's, it's good. But the one time Hope he got a win finally, benched him. And he's against me. So I, I took it. Yeah, it's an easy, easy day. Super easy. <laughs> no, no points against. Only way you could do bad is if you took negatives. Yeah, plus minus. Like plus minus. Yeah. Well, like I said, that one's not going to count. So we're down to five. So it's the quick five this week once again. Maybe one week we'll get back to our quick six. <laughs> well, I, I could have been bad in goals against average. Remember, the week started and Markstrom lit up like a goal on his first shot of the week mm-hmm. and he had like a 15 goals against average <laughs> it was actually if he would have got pulled if he got pulled you would have never came back from that i've been so mad if they just like nope not you're out of here short leash i would have forged a passport i would have flown up there i'd have stole a plane i don't know how to fly and i would have punched the head coach in the face <laughs> i'd be so mad why'd you do that all right well looking on at Dakota's second question, it's, will the Chicago Blackhawks still be above 500 by the end of the week? Correct answer is yes. Their overall record is 8-5-4, and four, and we all guessed that one right. Moving on to my questions, my first one is, will the Lightning outshoot the Panthers in their three-game series in Tampa Bay? The answer was no. Florida surprisingly, like Tyler said, they won the series. They also outshot the Tampa Bay Lightning 84-80, to so barely got by, skin of their teeth. The winners to that was Dakota. We might have to take a point away because he's not here, so if... Yeah, we just just might. <laughs> might have to give him a penalty. Yeah. Why, why not? I, I'm all... You think a two-minute, five-minute, or a ten-misconduct? Ten-week. Suspension? Ten-week suspension. get good questions and you're done (laughs) my second uh question here was will san jose have better than a 80 percent penalty kill percentage this week let me tell you san jose was all over the place this week with their penalty kill they finished with a 56.25 on the pk i want to point out something i'm looking at records.nhl.com they have a lot of cool things on here and we said that, like, oh, surprisingly, Florida was able to beat Tampa. I'm looking at their all-time record versus Tampa. Florida has the most wins against any team against, like, their most wins against any team is against Tampa. And they're winning the... That blows my mind. They're, they're winning the, the matchup. No. The the all-time matchup. I know, but they're on top of the Central, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Florida is on top of the Central as of right now, but... Florida, their record against Tampa is 68 wins, 47 losses, 10 ties, 16 overtime losses. They're winning it. That's kind of a big difference. Yeah. 
I'm man, where was Tampa at? I'm kind of shocked. I, I'm. I feel like it was the early years when Florida made playoffs, but it's like th- that was a that was only a few years span, and it's been a while since Florida was that good. So I don't. I don't know. That that is surprising. I bet you guys didn't know that. I'm be- I'm getting the chills. Wow. Okay. So so the so actually is unexpected. Is 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 as expected. Florida beat Tampa. I mean, shocker. I mean, who? They do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, come on. Re- record shows. What? Why do we? Why do we even doubt them? Yeah. I mean, they're the Florida Panthers. They have the highest fan attendance in the league. Maybe this year. Maybe. maybe. That's actually kind of shocking. I'm. I'm. I'm surprised. All right. We're gonna come back down to earth here and. <laughs> Well, the winners to my last question were Tyler and Dakota. So once we add all that up, the weekly results. Did you do the San Jose penalty kill? Yeah, I did, but you kind of interrupted like halfway through. kind of ruined my vibe. I kind of had a thing going. But then you came in with that amazing stat. You didn't have to give me an attitude. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) We told you it was going to be more free-flowing. You're getting it all. Fuck you. A to B. A to B. We're just trying to get from one point to the other. Hey, I'm looking at your your Panthers blanket. Is this mm-hmm. flow pant? <laughs> you know why I have that? Because your girlfriend's from Florida. No, be- okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, because they beat Tampa Bay so many times. I just had to get it. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay. No, but that was a gift. Thanks for dogging it. Yeah, I, I was like a flow pant. <laughs> flow pant. Flow pant floor. <laughs> Sounds like a rap. I know. So our weekly results, man, we are just all over the place. <laughs> our weekly results, res- <laughs> can't talk now. We, we got, got the laughing guys. Flow pant. <laughs> flow pant floor. <laughs> so I'm going to try this for the third time. Last week's results, don't interrupt me. I see you. You got that look on your face and you just did it. You just interrupted because now I'm off topic. I didn't say shit. Yeah. Last week's results. Uh-oh. You're interrupting yourself. <laughs> Tyler and me both tied at three wins, two losses, and somehow, somehow Dakota goes 5-0. and Good one, 6-0. and We haven't, yeah, we haven't had anyone go 6-0 yet, but of course Dakota cockblocks himself because his question was the only one. That got canceled. Well, he cockblock he cockblocks us too because the past three episodes we're losing points. Yeah, we can't we can't get that sixth question. He they're all canceled. Son of a bitch. And it really shows on our overall results where Tyler and Dakota are tied for second place at fourteen and fourteen. And like Tyler said, if we would have had those extra three, we could have could have been different. This could have been different. Yeah, but you never know. It affects it. And then I'm sitting on top at 15 and 13. Oh, such a big lead. Wow. <laughs> oh, such a big lead. What was that? Moving on to this week's question. I'm tired of you interrupting. <laughs> I'll, I'll make fun of your voice. I don't care. I'm trying to trying to get more into it. Yeah, you're trying, all right. You know, we weren't really, like, we've already mentioned this whole podcast. At the very beginning, we're not really professional. But, you know, since we can't be professional, we might as well be goofy or stupid or Maybe getting questions wrong, not showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. I was already thirty. Flow pant. I was already thirty minutes late, and then Dakota shows up an hour thirty minutes late, and then he just can't record because of technical difficulties. And he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna leave." It's like, "Fuck you, dude." <laughs> not in reality though, but it was it was unfortunate. Something happened. It sucked. 
Yeah, Dakota's had... Uh, He's had a problem with the past Off two topic weeks. again, but the very first episode we tried to record, his computer didn't like the software we were trying to do. He he had a he had a, the one brand of laptops that couldn't support the software. The one brand. It's like are you like he 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 FaceTimed me like two in the morning one time or, or the, like the day before, the night before. He's like, "Hey, what what codes do you have to enter to download this?" I'm like, "What do you mean what codes?" He's like, you know the the codes. I'm like, I I think the only thing you could possibly do is like a like your password for like your laptop or whatever. And then he like shows me his screen. He's like, no, it's like actual coding. I'm like, what the? But it's just a button for me. It's just install install software. That was it. So he had that. And then last week, his audio like cut out midway through the episode. But we were able to recover it then. And then today it just was acting up and he just couldn't do anything. So that's that's three weeks. Every time he gets a question canceled, something happens. We're about to cancel him. About to. We're about to get, just get a new co host. Maybe. DM us if you want if you're interested. We're not serious. We'll start we're st- we'll start a waiting list. Okay, let's get back to what we're actually supposed to be doing here 'cause Well you interrupted me. The new quick six and it's gonna be for the next four days so it's gonna be a little bit more loose i guess it's not gonna be a broad thing i'll begin with mine and we do have dakota's questions and answers because we do figure out these questions and answers before we we record so we we have his notes but my first question is will nathan mckinnon get a hole in one during the first intermission of the outdoor game, Nathan McKinnon, he's going to do the $1 million hole-in-one challenge shot during the Lake Tahoe game. My answer, no, it's impossible. Just simply impossible that that will happen. I mean, not in a statistics sort of way, but just no. He'll miss. Dakota said no as well. He said a hole-in-one is hard to do. Great analysis. How about you? I'm going to also agree, but we haven't really seen how it's set up. I think it's a pre-recording because I don't think you want a sweaty hockey beast mode like mentality. McKinnon be like, oh, God, that was a tough first period against Vegas. And then they're like, hey, Nathan, do you want to take this shot on the the course here? It's like, what? But like I said, I'm going to say no unless there's like some type of like rigged kind of thing because we don't know how it, it's set up yet. I, th- I think it is going to be a pre-recording thing. It'll be cool if it is live, like right after, like actually in the intermission. That'd be cool, but I, w- is I, it gonna be I wouldn't like, do that to the player personally. Is he actually shooting a golf ball or is he like using a hockey stick and trying to get a hole-in-one with a puck? Like, that's what I don't like. That's has none of, none of it's been. No, they, they'll they'll do a golf ball. They'll just go for a hole in one. The odds. So I I think it will be a pre-recording, and I see your note here, Evan. Unless it's rigged. Yeah, they could just show him do the shot, and then it's like, oh, let's let's cut away to this camera angle, and it's like a ball just rolling into the. Well, hole. I mean, it's for charity, so I mean, if they rigged it, I don't think anyone would ha- really have a problem with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I don't want that charity getting a thousand or a million dollars. He didn't make it. It's like a we're, take it back. We're donating to to the play. What was it? NHL, NHL, PA. Let's something play fund. Yeah, it's they're basically donating to themselves in a way, but kind of sort of. But I mean, it's to grow the game, and that's what we all want to see happen. So yeah, I mean, I hope he makes a hole in one for real because I kind of just want to see that. But why not? Joe Sakic did it in 2011. Same hole. Why not? Second question from me: Will the Toronto versus Montreal game go to overtime? I say no. If Price is getting the start, he's getting a shutout. I say that unbiasedly, as he's on my fantasy team. No bias there. But if Price doesn't start and Allen starts, then I think Montreal will win in the final score, like 5-3. to three. I, don't, I just don't see Toronto winning this game. Dakota said no as well. He just doesn't see it happening. It's either going to be a close game or a blowout. A close game. Overtime's a close game. I know. He, this kid's all over the place. Technical difficulties. He could. <laughs> Typing's kind of a problem. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's right there. It's either a, a close game or a blowout. I mean, I think what he means by close game, I think he means like a five three score. Yeah, maybe like a last minute goal kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, he just kind of touched base on everything there. I don't know. He, yeah, he got it all. Yeah, he covered it all. But the part that matters is he says no. I guess. And that's the the deciding factor if he gets it right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, he said. I can see someone scoring the final minutes of the third period not going to overtime. That's a bold, that's a bold move. That's like that's like that's like predicting the final score or something. Yeah, you've never done that ever. I was really close opening. Oh, week, if Allen wins, if Allen plays this game, Montreal's final score is gonna be five three. Hey, I got that. I almost got that Ottawa win against Toronto, like the first one. Yeah, the first week. That was oh my god! I was, <laughs> I was like jumping out of my seat. I'm like panting, sweating. I said they would win by whatever score, and it, it was like six to two or something like that. It was really close. It was really close. I was up and like running in place. I'm like, come on, come on. So to answer Tyler's question about Toronto Montreal going OT, I'm also gonna say no, and I guess really don't feel like an OT game is gonna happen. I mean, these teams have played against each other a couple times, and both of them, or not both of them, one of them went to OT. And the other two didn't, but they were close. I guess don't really see it happening because the star power that both teams have. So just like answering Dakota's questions from last week, here I am doing overtime, telling you Dakota's questions. This kid's got to this kid's got to pay me something for that. I'm I know. doing half the half the work here. He's got to give me some food or something. He's got to pay for gas or gas. My, food. my car hasn't moved, and he's got to pay for it. Hockey games. Yeah. Yeah, he's done that. Those are expensive right now. I didn't pay for any right now. Those, those things are minim- but we minimum. Should, we should make him pay for the ones right now. That's like 300 a ticket. Yeah, it's like three to $400 minimum. Well, anyway, the hockey game we're talking about is, will the Buffalo Sabres beat the New Jersey Devils? Dakota himself from the heavens above says, yes, Buffalo is going to come out firing, knowing this game is <laughs> a must win, basically. Yeah, I mean, you can view... Any and every game is a must-win. You're arguing. You're arguing the point like I'm Dakota. I'm not Dakota. I'm just reading the notes. I know. I'm kind of. I'm kind of speaking like how I speak to Dakota, outside of the, the podcast. Everything, this is a bad habit. It really is. Everything he says, I just have to like say, oh, you think that is like, I'm kind of toxic. <laughs> <laughs> kinda. Kinda. 
I think I think he'll really give you props for saying that you're toxic on the podcast if he listens to the podcast because odds are he's not going to listen to the fucking podcast. But you are. I'm talking to you, person. Yes, you. This is this is a heart to heart right now. One to one. I'm not here. That's your conscience. <laughs> anyway, to answer Dakota's question of will Buffalo beat New Jersey? Yeah. And they'll do it in an ugly fashion, too. I don't know what the final score will be. I don't know what will happen, but it's just going to be ugly if if they do it. But I'll say, yeah, sure, why not? I'm the only person saying no, and, you know, us just being the stat guys. So, yeah. Buffalo's only won seven regulation wins in their last 34 games. Not a good look. <laughs> and New Jersey has been beating good teams. Like, they, they kind of have Boston's number, so... You never know really what you're going to get with New Jersey. Yeah, some bad teams have really good performances against good teams. It's like, why? Why Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> if you're that good team, it's like, why? Why can't you just let me beat you? Oh, well. What's Dakota's second question? So for our fourth, <laughs> our fourth quick six, and hopefully neither of these last two get canceled, Dakota asked, will... Arizona Coyotes win more face-offs than the LA Kings. So since we're on a short week, we're kind of doing a one-game kind of feel. So Dakota goes, no, both teams only have one player over 50% on face-offs. Dvorak for Arizona and Kopitar for LA. And he really doesn't have the confidence in Arizona to win. I'll say, yeah, sure, why not? LA has some good centers, but... I feel like Arizona is just better overall, including that center position. They're just built different, you know. I'll say Arizona will win more faceoffs than LA. I'm going to say no. I mean, either way you go with this, I'm not too confident with my answer. Both teams are around the 50% mark on faceoffs as a team. It's basically just a coin flip for me. And, you know, my coin just always flips opposite direction to Tyler. So I'm just going to say LA. Moving on to. My picks, or my questions, my first one is, will Calgary have more goals versus Edmonton in the back-to-back? So two games, who has more goals, Calgary-Edmonton? I'm going to say no. Edmonton will have more. I guess really like the McDavid-Drysaddle train right now. It's moving fast. 32 points for McDavid and 28 for Drysaddle. So for Dakota, he says no. So he agrees with me. Calgary will be more physical, hoping for low-scoring games, but Oilers' offense will prevail. I'll say yes, against you guys. His coin flips the other way, too. Kind of. Sometimes it just stands straight up. It's like, what? Uh, I, I guess not my not my answers. That's probably more like Dakota's questions. They just stand straight up. It's like, okay, cool. Can't, can't answer it. Oh, will this happen or this? Yes. No. Actually. It's canceled. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like. Whenever that KHL, they did the dollar flip and it just landed right side up. It's like, okay, smart ass. <laughs> Who bent that dollar? Anyway, I, I'll say, yeah, Calgary is doing better than Edmonton, I feel. It might not show in the standings right now, but I feel that the field of the Oilers outside of McDaddy and, and the dry, I feel like they'll fall short against the Flames. I feel like the Flames are just overall better, especially in the the 1v1 matchups versus Edmonton. So I'll go Calgary here. The sixth and final question for the quick six is, will Austin Matthews' point streak end this week? He's currently sitting on a 15-game point streak. My God. 
And in those 15 games, he has 16 goals, 6 assists, and 22 points. My answer is no. It's going to continue. He plays two games this week against Montreal and Calgary, and Toronto's top line right now is buzzing right now. Matthews leads the league in goals. Marner's third in points. You know, you maybe sneak an assist or something off him. Matthews is more than capable of getting a point on this hot streak. For Dakota, he also agrees with me. He says no. Tough two games for Montreal and Calgary, but Dakota believes that Matthews is the player that can produce in tough games. I will say that Matthews' streak will end, so I'll say yes. The Canadians have been playing well, and so has Toronto, but I feel that Canadians goalies will just do very well against Toronto in general. Calgary, sure, Matthews might score against them, but Montreal is the, the concern for me when it comes to Matthews point streak really so I'll, I'll say Matthew's point streak does end so those are the next week's questions and answers those are the next four days yeah four days so let's move on to friendly wagers let's look at last week's questions my question was will we see over under 2.5 different division leaders by the end of the week correct answer was under so me and Evan won that. Only the West Division had a team overtake the first spot of the division. All the other divisions stayed. So me and Evan won that. Dakota's over-under was, will Anze Kopitar have over-under 16.5 points by the end of the week? Correct answer was over 17 points is what Kopitar ended the week with. We all won that one. And then Evans over under, will Winnipeg score 14.5 goals this week? Correct answer was under. They scored 14 goals. So, good question. Only winner was Dakota. For this week, had two really good questions. And Dakota's with the 16.5 points, and the correct answer was 17. So, that was a good number to pick with 16.5. And, and then for me, the 14.5 goals, that was another good pick. Surprisingly, we haven't had too many of those. Most of them have been kind of blowouts. Are you saying my question's not that good? I'm not saying that, but most of the time they are. So. <laughs> Smart ass. So, last week's results, we were all 2-1. and one. Overall results for the season so far, god fucking damn it. I'm 6-8. and eight. <laughs> Losing record. Losing record. Dakota and Evan are tied for first, 9-5. and five. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll sweep it one time against you guys yeah unless dakota's question gets canceled it better be a quick six question i swear it, be- it better be we should have an over under of how many questions dakota's gonna have wrong by the end of the <laughs> the year yeah we can do that now how many how many weeks we got left yeah let's go look know, on we're fantasy. only 25 percent way through when we're at week six let's go fantasy they usually tell you how many weeks i'm assuming it's gonna be around 10 just because of covid 15 weeks 15 weeks overall and we're in six. So we already got three right now. Ten more weeks. So ten more weeks of this. Can we survive ten more weeks without having technical difficulties and <laughs> setbacks? <laughs> oh, God, no. No, no. Technical difficulties will pick up normal next week. So ten more weeks. Now will Dakota's question survive the, the next four days? The canceling purge throughout the next ten weeks. Will he? <laughs> will he survive? I'm just gonna say no, cause like all the games, like you don't. There's no 
you know what I mean? Like, there's no, you don't know when teams are going to get canceled. That's why Dakota's having such a hard time. He's only got three right now. There's 10 more weeks. Let's just say over-under. By the end of the season, will Dakota have over-under 7.5 questions canceled? <laughs> over. Uh, over. That's easy. All right. Over. Yeah, I'll say over, too. Good to know we're on pace. I, I think it's 10 more weeks. If if not, then we'll we'll just keep that number. Why I'm not? still saying over. Don't matter. So, we'll, let's look at the next week. My question, will it be over-under... Two point five. I forgot about this question. I just, I just see restart. <laughs> Two point. None of, none of these are hockey related. Well, okay, one of them. We're having fun now. My question is not hockey related. Over under. Will there be over or under two point five cuss words uttered by Green Day during their performance? Dakota says. <laughs> he Dakota says under brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they kind of know they scratched their limits last time. You said scratched. You don't scratch their your limits. You scratch your back. He's scratching my limits. I'm going to say under. Personally, I'm kind of surprised they're even allowed back at an NHL event. <laughs> but because what happened at the last time they uh they played an NHL event? The All-Star. <laughs> yeah, the All-Star in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. That was awesome. That was uh that was fun to watch. They they went on a limb. Yeah. I don't know. I'll say I'll say over. I'll say over, brother. I just want to see how bad it is. Yeah. NHL most likely had a talk with Green Day and uh Billy Joe Armstrong, but uh I feel like he's just too much of a rock star to to listen to them. Too much of a rebel. This will most likely be Green Day's last performance in affiliation with the NHL. <laughs> So for Dakota's question, he's so boring. You picked a hockey question. Oh my god! Will Toronto Ma- or over under? Will Toronto Maple Leafs and Montreal Canadiens game have over five point five goals? Over. All right. My question or my answer to that was over. Both teams are more than capable of getting three goals each, even against good goaltenders. And Dakota also picks over, so we all agree. Both teams have shown the ability to produce a lot of offense, says Dakota. Dakota? Dakota. He quotes it. Dakota. Dakota. He's over, brother. I, I translated one of his answers in Spanish, and he he did not know what was going on. He just looked, Until earlier today. He just looked at it. He's like, he's like, how do you say this? Dabatajo? Hermanos? I'm like, it's under, brother. <laughs> His Spanish is bad. <laughs> My mine is too. But yeah, because like, ours is so good. My, mine is too, but like <laughs> for the last friendly wager of this long episode, over under two point five water hazards in Lake Tahoe games. I'm gonna say under. If if there was straight up tarp that went continuously downhill from the boards all the way to the lake, then yeah, definitely. But the terrain around the rink, it looks pretty natural and. The lake is located where errant pucks don't usually go out of play, so I'll, I'll say I'll say under on that. Dakota's gonna say over. I feel like some pucks are gonna fly into the water. Wow! Wow! Quota. The quota going <laughs> in detail. The quota going in detail. Man, he just lays it all on the line. Man, we kind of lay it on him. Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, show up. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be an hour late. I'm gonna say under as well. From the pictures, like Tyler said, the terrain around the rink is kind of flat, and it's a golf course, so 
it doesn't really seem like pucks are going to go that far to hit the water. Just kind of a fun little question to have. I don't know. It, you, you know, when there, if there is a puck that goes to the water, they're going to be all over it. Like, oh, there's a water hazard. It's like, it's oh going to be, God. I feel like they're going to have the same enjoyment of it as like the San Francisco Giants do when they hit a home run into the, the water there. I don't know why I thought football when you said Giants. I was thinking Forty Niners. I'm like, what does that, that have to do with anything? <laughs> no, they hit a home. They hit a home run, and the announcers freak out. Dude, they're crazy with that. It's like, all right, yeah. But it's kind of cool. It, it, it is. People in kayaks are paddling their ass off. Kayak, like, ah, I gotta get that ball. Kayaks, canoes, boats. So or just simply just jumping in. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, boats and hose. Prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide. You touch my drum set. Yeah, but my nuts all <laughs> This is a house of learned doctors. Me and my dad we'll are put up with the meat. We'll put up with the idiot in the meantime. Me and my dad said that we'll fuck the hillbilly mother, and we'll deal with the retard later. Who's the retard? You. <gasps> yeah, you don't say that. <laughs> You're gonna get us grounded. Shh. Shut up. Can we build our beds into bunk beds? Please. Oh, so much room for activities. Okay, this is too much. <laughs> okay, we're really over. Watch step here. It's pretty funny. We, we quoted our favorite parts. <laughs> So thank you for listening to us for this delayed, long, casual podcast. Really laid episode. back. Thank you for your patience. Sorry we weren't able to make it, but we want to live. We don't want to drive on icy roads. But but thank you for listening. We look forward to seeing you next week in four days Ugh. at the actual scheduled time. So, all right. Anything to say? Yeah. All right. Peace out, Flow Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Fl- flow Pant Flora. But anyway, looking well, looking back on this whole entire episode, I'd like to know if you liked this kind of laid back episode more, or if you liked more of like the structured. Yeah, let us know if you like this kind of messing around. Will it? Well, if you do, we have to let him know, and he has to, you know, you know him, Dakota. For a guy who's not here, quota. for yeah, Dakota. For a guy who's not here, we talk about him a lot. It's like it's like whenever you there's like a a relationship between two people and then they break up and it's like I'll be I'll be fine without him. It's like you keep talking about him. It's like I'll be I'll be fine. It's like okay and then it's like the same way the other's like I'll be fine without her. It's like all right. I'll be fine. It's like you still talk about her. It's like I'll be okay. All right, sounds good to me. Let's go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>